Thanks for checking out my video. If you want to learn more from me, I have a lot of classes on Udemy. You can find the links to a lot of those in the description. So I just finished one of the video recordings about the two differences with the ways that the Andeans view being able to connect with spirits and work with spirits. And of course, my mind's going down a rabbit hole. It's about six o'clock in the morning. And so I thought that I wanted to highlight one of the different things about working with spirits. So when we're in our ritual chambers and we are, we've got our candles set up and our altar set up and all this other stuff, and we're working with a sigil of a spirit, or maybe we have a statue to represent them, or a sigil, or what have you. When we are saying a prayer or invocation, or we're chanting their name, or a power word, or something like that, and we then can visualize our intent and, you know, program it into the sigil, or we communicate directly with that spirit saying, hey, spirit name, da 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 you know, I am so-and-so, I'm looking for help with this, I'll offer this in exchange, da 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 da, -da. this is what I'm looking for help with. What if we don't hear anything? What if nothing goes bump in the night? What if we don't get that impression of like a stuffy room or like a crowded elevator or something that demonstrates to us on a physical-ish level that a particular spirit is there, is present, is listening to us, is working with us? Um, there are a couple of things that we can think about when it comes to this stuff and a couple of things that we can do about it. One, repeated rituals working with a particular spirit because you're petitioning them. I want you to think about the term petitioning. You know, when we're working with a spirit, we are saying, I'll offer this in exchange for this. So hopefully you'll work with me, right? And the more and more and more and more that we do this, and the more that we petition, and the more that we go through this process, and we're opening our senses and whatnot, we're activating those different abilities, and we're flexing those, quote, magical muscles, I guess you could say, the more that you're going to be able to sense when a spirit is with you. Maybe sometimes even somebody like me, who's been doing this for ages, I might feel something. Other times, I might not feel anything. Now, why could this be? You know, maybe my senses are down, maybe I'm tired, maybe I'm subconsciously distracted, what have you. Or maybe the spirit is there and I'm just not able to sense it. Maybe because they're new to me or something like that. Or... Just any number of factors. But when we're petitioning spirits, we have to hold knowing and the hope and the understanding that when I am, I am in front of my altar and I'm doing this, they are hearing me. If I have any doubts about that or I just want to go through the motions again and again and again to empower that particular spirit, that's when chanting comes in to raise energy for them. That's why we burn offerings. That's why we can do rituals again and again and again and again on a repeated basis to build that relationship to continue to provide offerings with the intention that it is going to manifest as the result that we want because that spirit is going to be like yeah you're helping me out i'll help you out right so if we don't hear anything or feel anything or sense anything that doesn't necessarily mean that the that spirit didn't pick up the phone isn't listening. We just might not be at a level that we can hear them, can communicate with them, can understand them. Not communicate with them, but that we can sense their 
presence. There was one of the, these books that I found when I was at an event. It was like a Goetic Invocation book, uh, notebook number two. I wasn't able to find number one because these were all used books and stuff. Man, if I could get my hands on that first book, I'd love to see what that was all about. But it said that if you do an invocation and you were, you're petitioning a Goetic spirit and you don't hear anything and nothing happens and the energy wanes or something... That spirit could be off doing whatever. It could be busy, right? And you just do your thing, go through the motions, close the ritual down, and da-da-da-da. Right? Then you can repeat it again later. So, spirits have their own lives, so to speak, so they could potentially be busy, of course. I like to go with the idea and the notion that the spirit that I'm working with is there, is listening to me and whatnot, whether I feel, sense, or hear something or not. And I, that's the um, that's the notion that I'm hoping that you would go with too, because we have to believe in our own abilities, whether we are beginners or we're very seasoned. We have to know that these mechanics of working with spirits are effective are possible, can actually work. Because if I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you know, I take a muggle off the street and I'm like, go through this and you're going to figure it out and whatever you ask for, yeah, it's going to work, you know? Somebody who's doubting it, they're just going to go through the motions and they're not going to feel anything, sense anything. What's going to be the likelihood that that spirit is going to be communicated with because of the doubt that they have? And what's the likelihood that they're actual desire and whatnot is going to work. Slim to none, right? Of course, we have acting in accordance stuff that goes along with that because we are the main physical vehicles through which we manifest stuff and spirits can help us to figure out the right moves to make and the right people to talk to and whatnot. So we can get that kind of thing done. But in our ritual space, we have to hold the knowing that this kind of thing is going to work, whether we have those confirmations that, oh man, I'm feeling something in the room, or something just went bump behind me, or I heard this uncharacteristic noise right when I was doing my energy raising or chanting or what have you. Relying on those things mm, shouldn't do that. You shouldn't rely on the, oh man, if I feel something, that's going to be awesome. I'm expecting to feel something. A lot of times, you won't. Like I said, there's times when I feel stuff. There's times when I don't feel stuff. And either or, the point is that I hold the knowing that it is going to work, that a spirit is listening to me. And that's what I want you guys to think about. When you're working with spirits, you got to build those muscles. And if it doesn't exactly work out, or meh, to rely on those, ex quote, external validations is foolish. It's folly. We don't want to rely on those external things because it's almost like when you're talking with someone and, you know, you're communicating with them, let's say you're trying to persuade them into something. If you are thinking that, oh, if this person is listening to me, then they're going to act this way. If this person is on my team or on my side or believing me, they're going to nod at all the right places. They're going to say, oh yeah, I agree, whatever. 
Not everybody thinks the way that we do. Not everybody acts the way that we do. To, so to set up what I call conditionals with communicating with people doesn't work because everyone's different. And they might be listening to you. They might agree with you, but may, they may not emote in the ways that you're expecting. They may not verbalize the exact thing that you want them to verbalize to show you that they believe you, that they understand you, that they're going to go along with you. And it's the same, the same kind of thing with spirits. Just because we're working with them and we don't feel that stuffy feeling or we don't have a random bump in the night doesn't mean a spirit didn't listen to you. It means that your communication that you performed, your, your ritual, what have you, that worked. And this is where a leap of, and I hate to use this word in terms of magic and whatnot, just because of the little connotations and whatever, but then again, you guys might understand this. you got to have that faith that what you're doing is going to work. Yeah. Let me know what you guys think about this. Drop stuff in the comments. Let me know any other different topics and questions and whatnot that you have that I could make videos on. Good hunting. Thanks for watching my video. So if you want to check out my playlists, I have, among others, the Simon Necronomicon, the Tree of Life, General Magic, Tulpamancy, a playlist on my books, the Elements, Stones, the Theories That Govern Magic, and the Gods and Goddesses of Mesopotamia. If you want to check out my books on Amazon, I have Creating Consciousness, Magical Mechanics, Magical Theater, Handy Sigil Magic, Magical Movement, which is an update and expansion upon Handy Sigil Magic, Magical Mastery, which is a combination masterwork of Magical Theater and Magical Mechanics, and The Guide to the Spheres and Beyond. You can also find me on Facebook at MagicologyYT. You can email me at priestofthenecro at gmail.com. And you can even check out my Instagram, which is Magicology. And good hunting. You can also find me on Facebook at MagicologyYT. You can email me at priestofthenecro at gmail.com, and you can even check out my Instagram, which is magicology. And good hunting.